Hey kids, how's it going? How are you? Welcome to a 20 minute collaborations collaborant. Where I am at the moment is in our office in Madison and Dina, episode one, who's one of my best friends, she just introduced me to this DJ named Tinzo out of New York. And you can watch her YouTube videos and it's so fun. Uh, she has these parties called book club and you just watch everyone just having such a good time. And, and this introduction of Tinzo is at the perfect timing uh, for what this collaborate is about. It is all about, get ready for it, space making. And why is this about space making? It's because we are about to do a four part series on the importance of creating space for collaborations. I, coincidentally, have just had two weeks of extraordinary placemaking, and I thought, why not kick off the series before our first guest, one of my idols, Adam Kane, will be here on the show. But before then, I thought I would talk a little bit about the last two weeks of placemaking activities that I've been involved with, including Pink, Stevie Nicks, and all the other little things that were in there. So hang with me for a little bit as we go through that. A couple little housekeeping things before we go into the actual collaborant. We have a show lined up here in Madison, Wisconsin, if you are around Madison on October 16th. Episode two of this podcast, Chantelle Fowler, is going to be in Madison, and we thought that we would have her as a guest for a live show to kick off the Sex as a Collaboration series that will be in November and December to end the year. If you're around, we're going to do a quick little live salon, and then we will turn off the recorder and since she is a very well-known sex therapist, we are gonna allow you to ask her questions because why not? We also have a couple phenomenal com local comedians that will be in the show. I also wanna let you know that there is another life cycle of collaboration available to take. I got a few emails saying that people would like to take it before the end of the year. And so we opened up another cohort. There's only 15 spots. So if you want one of those spots, please go sign up. Well, with that said, let's get into a little collab rant. Hi, I'm Greg Potter, and this is 20 Minute Collaborations. Okay, so this is how this is going to go for this collaborant. As I'm sharing some stories, I would invite you to share down a couple moments in the past month, let's say, on moments that you thought were extraordinary space-making moments that all the guests felt held, that there was specific intention behind it. And as I am doing a consideration, I guess, more an evaluation of the last two weeks uh, after I tell some of the moments, then think about what those those evaluations of those moments would be 
And what lessons would you want to take into your intentional collaborations now that we've talked about them? So two weeks ago, me, Dina, who I already mentioned, another one of my oldest friends, Melanie and her sister, we went to go see Stevie Nicks in Milwaukee. I was not thinking anything of the show because I've seen Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac a number of times. This was different. We got in and we, we, the space was full of love in a way that I've not felt that at a Stevie Nicks concert before. We were way up in high seats, which is no problem to me because the rate of ticket prices these days, if I get to see it, I do not, not mind sitting in the nosebleed. The show started and we quickly knew that it was not just a show, but a, a love song and an expression of love to all of Stevie Nicks' fans and a love song to Tom Petty and Christine Murphy. The through line of it was a continuation of these are what these people meant to me. This is how much it hurts that they are gone. And this is why you need to hold space for the people you love. It wasn't said in those words, but it was expressed. There was also a moment where Stevie identified the opportunities to love each other despite our differences. She reminded us to vote, had vulnerability and humility in the fact that she did not vote until her 70s, and continued to put in the space of humanity and that we are just all trying to do our best. And that if it is harming someone, then we should really reconsider of how we are making those decisions. It was beautiful. We left filled, excited, and full of love with everyone around us. Later that week, uh, we had the first class of the life cycle of collaboration with the new cohort. And I knew it was going to be warm and fuzzy and people will be held because the, my intention is that everyone gets to hold each other up in these courses and that we are not just listening to me talking about collaboration, that we are also accessing each other's genius, accessing each other's support when something's difficult and being there for this cohort for three months. Yet from the last cohort, I know that other people are still talking to each other. So it's a beautiful thing about space. My purpose of bringing this up is that it's not just me making the space. As participants, we all need to be intentional about the space that we take up when we are invited to a gathering. And this is right out of Priya Parker's book, The Art of Gathering. So that was seen in the life cycle of collaboration. I then had my nephews for a weekend and they made sure that they brought with them things that they knew that I would really enjoy and things that they wanted to share with me because I haven't had much time with them in a couple months. Like their sketchbooks. They insisted on going page by page through their sketchbooks and it was glorious. They also were considerate of what was going on with our activities and at one point they just said let's go to the pool and it was so fun to just hang out with them by the pool and be goofy like a you know an 11 12 year old sunday i got a phone call from my friend who said i have an extra ticket to pink on monday night would you care to go with me 
I jumped on it because, of course, there are side notes. If you don't know, this summer is jam-packed with some amazing female artists. Beyonce, Taylor Swift, Janet Jackson, Sheryl uh, Crow, Stevie Nicks, Pink. They're all touring this summer, and they are making really big waves. So, of course, I was going to go to the Summer Carnival of Pink. I had no idea what kind of show Pink put on and what I was in for. I We got there, and it was held in the stadium where the Milwaukee Brewers play, the baseball game, and there was about 45,000 people in there. I shit you not, 45,000. I've been to a couple large concerts in my time. I was too young to acknowledge how many people were there. I'm guessing similar to Dave Matthews being at Soldier Field in 2000 and some other large concerts as such. This was so magical. Magical is the word for it. First was Pat Benatar. She opened. And when the concert was done, I looked at my friend Rebecca and said, we still have pink to see. And I feel like I've already seen it. They had a DJ going the entire time while people were entering in between Pat Benatar and pink. And the DJ was working the crowd. I felt that I was in an intimate setting of maybe a hundred people, 50 people, 20 people. And it was 45,000 people. Just as I mentioned in the intro of this, watching this Tinzo YouTube channel, I felt like I was in a small, intimate gathering like that, and yet it wasn't. This DJ was able to hold space for that. As Pink came on and she talked to everyone, she intentionally reached out into each other's, each person's soul. At one time she said, if I could, I would just cuddle with each and every one of you. She had a game that she plays with her pianist, and it get, he plays a little bit of a song, and it's one of her songs, and if she gets it, she gets candy. And it was so beautiful to watch and that playfulness with all of us. We all felt that we were right on stage with her. And then, if you don't know, Pink has been very intentional. Of course, it's a wow factor for her to fly through the air. What it really is, is her wanting to get closer to all of her fans. And she did that. If you go to my Instagram feed, you can see a great picture of her flying through the air to get to the, the previously said nosebleed section. So, did you write down any of the moments in your life? What were they? Please email them to me, greg at projectkinect.com, if you can. I would love to hear. And what are some through lines from that experience? I took some notes very poorly here, but I took some notes. I think one through line in creating space is communication. Communicate what is going on that the guests are getting. What is happening? With Stevie Nicks, she told the stories about each song. She talked about her relationships with her friends that have passed. She talked about how important it was for us to be there with her and that we need to love each other and that continued conversation. She was vulnerable. All of these people that I just mentioned were all vulnerable in 
how they were showing up and said, I love you for this, or I need this, or this is how it's going to go. I think another piece, and I want to go back to the Priya Parker part, is if you are a guest or you are not the one organizing it, you still have a responsibility to show up with intention and offering. My nephews, they did not need to do that. I had everything planned. They knew that there was something special that they wanted to share, and they did that. With the Life Cycle of Collaboration cohort, a couple of the participants were not able to be fully there, and they expressed that. One, it was her birthday, and she did not come in. And we still sent her love, and we all sent her an email, and we made sure that she felt that she was there, regardless of actually physically being there. Well, I can't really say physical because it's a virtual course, but you know what I mean. Pink made the space so that we could be vulnerable. I chatted to the guy next to me whose wife was sitting directly in front of him, and I heard his dialect, and I said, I'm going to ask you something, but what part of South Africa are you from? And he, he giggled, and he's like, how do you know this? And we immediately connected on the fact that uh, we both – find South Africa one of our homes. He grew up in Pretoria and moved to Milwaukee about 15 years ago. And then the woman next to him told us this beautiful story about finding her parents after she was left in an orphanage. But there was this space to have that. We talked to the couple behind us who went to Pat Benatar just the week before, and she was so excited because Pat Benatar was her very first concert. Pink was able to make the space with 45,000 people. We all felt held and loved, and we were there to express joy and celebrate that we were able to express joy. These are just some of the through lines of these moments of placemaking that I've got to experience in the last couple of weeks. I hope that we can get to a point where we do not take placemaking for granted. Because in every collaboration, if we do not do it properly, if we do not hold the co-collaborators, if we do not build trust and communicate what we're doing and all get in line and empower each other and celebrate the joy and, and success and be vulnerable and have humility for the failures, we are not going to be successful in our collaborations. It's just that simple. I adore you. I hope that you enjoy the next four episodes of 20-Minute Collaborations. I think that these four guests are going to give you some bigger reasons in why we need to put creating space in our collaborations first. Until then, I'll catch you on the next 20-Minute Collaborations. You've been listening to 20-Minute Collaborations with international collaboration coach Greg Potter. If you're interested in working with Greg or finding out how he can help your organization, visit ggpotter.com. You can also follow him on all the social media at ggpotter. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to get all of the collaborative ooey-gooeyness that you've been longing for your entire life. This is an Artemis Bow Productions podcast.